When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's the, best, that's the best one yet. That's the best one yet. Thank you, mate. I've put a lot of time into that, which is <laughs> quite sad, if anything. Incredible. Um, hello. Welcome back to the Carlton Blue Podcast. My name is Dan Rowlands, and I'm joined live from Wren with Ashley Priest. Ash, how are you, mate? It looks hot over there. I'm in the shade now. The sun was beaming on me as well. I was sweating. Um, a really hot one here. But the stadium's in the shade now. It's typical. Um, but yeah, really hot one here. I think it was close to 30 degrees on the pitch today. Hot. Stifling. The Villa fans to my right were baking in it as well. I've seen, I've seen a few got sunburn already. So, yeah, very warm one and a good run out for Villa. Mm, I'm sure some beers will, uh, will cool them all down this evening as oh, they yeah. the rest of their nights. Um, yeah, end of pre-season. And we've got a few talking points. I think we've probably got 15, 20 minutes or so. So, we'll try and rattle through as quick as we can. Yeah. Um, just give me your overall kind of analysis of what you've seen today, though. You, you kind of 60 seconds, 90 seconds ratings for me. Yeah, good run out. And my picks today were Diego Carlos at the back. Didn't put a foot wrong, showed really physicality again. He was just chucking players out the way, and that's what you want, a physical, imposing presence at the back. And Diego Carlos was, was like a brick wall out there today. Got the winner as well for him, so a bit of a fan favourite now, Diego. He was, he was seven eight in the, the Villa Firefoot to my right-hand side there as well. So Diego Carlos, very strong today. Leon Bailey's form continues, Dan, as well. Three goals in pre-season. And uh, he, almost, he almost got a second as well here. Um, just cutting inside, running at his man. And yeah, he's in a rich vein of form, Leon Bailey. Kind of got to start next week for me. I don't know what the comments are saying. Leon Bailey should be, should be a starter next week. He's a man banging form, and you've got to play them players. So, Leon Bailey played well again today. And yeah, I mean, a slow start from Villa, Dan. Really slow start. Mm-hmm. Kamara um, was a bit sluggish to begin with. And obviously, they got a free header um, inside the six yard box. Too very, easy that very, goal, wasn't it? Very sloppy. And he almost scored again, the centre half as well. The marking at set players was, was non existent at times for Villa. So, the council I was looking at, they conceded one. Today, so yeah, a bit of marking needs needs sharpening up. Yeah, um, the system itself, I think it was a bit of a four-three-three, uh, as I thought it would be. Obviously, a few lads missing. Your Buendias, your Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings was here today. I seen him down there. So he was there today. Obviously, Villa had a friendly yesterday against Fulham. I believe Danny Ings scored in a one-nil win, but it's unconfirmed. But um, so a few players had a run out yesterday, and the remaining players got. got Got 60 70 minutes here today, and some got 90, obviously. So, good run out in the sun. I thought Ren are very organized, good side. Ren probably Villa's stiffest test throughout pre season so far. I know the Manu game was a tough one in the conditions, but today, given how organized Ren were, they finished fourth last season, Dan, as well. Good test mm. for Villa today, and it's it should bode well for next week at Bournemouth. So, yeah, all positive for me. Um, a couple of issues as well. I mean, Watkins could have, could have, could have scored a couple. Um, she need, needs a goal, Ali. Needs a goal to get get his confidence back up in front of goal. So desperate for a goal for Watkins. And um, but yeah, I think it will come. I thought Lucas Dean was good midfield. Neither there or here or there. But yeah, good workout nonetheless. And yeah, what are your thoughts on it, Dan? 
We'll talk about the issues and stuff from six. That's that's probably the the biggest kind of takeaway, really, isn't it? It's about what we've seen from today and what, how we assess that going forward. Um, just on the the game yesterday, I was saying you know it's five unbeaten in preseason, potentially six if we include that Fulham game as well. Um, a few questions about what's happening with Wendy, what's happening with Mings. Does this mean they're out of favour? Does this mean they're leaving? We assume they were more involved yesterday, and they were, you know not going to play two games in two days. So I think there's yeah, I mean, more than that. No, I mean, I'd love to speak to Gerard down there. He's not out yet, Gerard, and I don't think he's doing press today as well, which is a bit annoying. But, um, yeah, I think that's the case. I think that's the case. I think that uh, uh, Gerard took a, a strong squad down to Fulham yesterday, Craven Cottage, uh, and players had, a, a, had over an hour run out there as well. So he's mixing the two mixing the t- t- two teams at the present and getting as much minutes in the players' legs. I believe Buendia and Co played yesterday as well. So they play, they've got some minutes. And, yeah, selection headaches for next week. And there are people starting line week for Bournemouth, but... Yeah, Leon Bailey should start for me. Coutinho was okay. I thought he did, did well in flashes today. He showed good touches. Mm, uh, hit, the bar with the fr- hit the bar with the free kick. He's a bit quiet for his standards. But in, in my player ratings, I've said, showing a little, 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 bit, little bit more signs of what we've what we come to expect with him. Needs to do it a bit more consistently, as we know. But he's, he's slowly getting there, Coutinho. Yeah, Villa fans raving about Buendia. Buendia should be starting more games. So, that, I think that, that debate will rage on, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. That'll be the Newings versus Watkins, won't it, for, yep. for this season, I think. Um, let's have a look at the start of the, lev- at the starting eleven then, just because I put a fancy graphic together and I might as well use it. Um, so we've got Martinez, obviously, in goal. Dean and Cash at full-backs with Carlos and Conza. This is who started. Kamara, McGinn and Louise as a three, and then Coutinho and Bailey with Watkins as the main striker. Now, yep. I tweeted before the game kicked off saying I think that's probably as close to the starting eleven as we might see next weekend against Bournemouth in the first game of the season. Dependent yep. on Conser's fitness, obviously played 60, 75 minutes or something, I think it was today. Yeah. So you yep. could argue that whoever played yesterday, you would assume it was Mings and Chambers because they didn't play today. It's one of those other three, yeah. partner Carlos, who is a, is a guaranteed starter. And then at the only other position, I think, is a toss up between Louise and, and Ramsey for the, the midfield slot. Yeah. I think the rest of it probably picks itself at the moment. And again, potentially harsh on, on uh, Buendia, potentially favourable in terms of Ollie Watkins um, but I think we'll, that'll be the side that starts barring those couple of changes at the back possibly. Yeah I think you've nailed it there Yeah I think you've nailed it yeah, there's, there's a couple of shirts up for grabs still Dan and that's what Gerard wants this season so yeah all to play for and then, and then spots you've seen centre-half midfield and Watkins and Ings it's, it's up to them uh, really uh, but yeah I think I think we're, we're close to the 11 now ahead of Bournemouth next week we did our season preview. We recorded it on Wednesday and it came out on Thursday. It's obviously Saturday now for people who aren't watching it live and might be catching up on this. And I thought we'd possibly have gone a bit too early with that because if we'd have seen things today that maybe put some of those conversation points out of date. For example, if Ollie Watkins scores a hat-trick today and we spent 20 minutes on Wednesday talking about the strikers, it kind of looks silly. Mm-hmm. But everything we talked about on Wednesday, the same kind of fears and doubts remain. Midfield balance still doesn't look quite right, even though with no. Louise in there instead today. Striker, again, still a problem with Watkins not scoring a goal. Ings comes on and doesn't really, well, he doesn't score. I've not really played close attention, but doesn't really do a fat lot. And no. Archer as well comes on. Again, he is human after all, doesn't score. There's a lot of comments coming through on this and a lot of comments on social media saying, you've got to have a 20-goal striker. Watkins isn't good enough. Without them, we'll never get top eight. We'll never get top ten. I'm inclined to agree a little bit. Somebody tweeted me saying that, oh, you were happy that we'd, we weren't going to sign a strike on Wednesday. But, you know, you're still happy now. And it's, I'm not, obviously, I'm not happy about it. I don't want Villa to be, to be lacking in, in any position. I'm less concerned about it if the other players chip in with goals. And we scored yeah. two today. We scored two against Man United, one in the previous two games, and then four against Warsaw. 
you know, if the other players chip in, you don't need a 20 goal striker. Obviously, we all want a 20 goal striker, but if, if you know, if Watkins scores 20, McGinn, Louise, and Ramsey score zero between them, that's the same as them all scoring five each. So it doesn't really matter where the goals come from, it's how many Villa score, and a 20 goal stri- striker obviously makes that easier. But there's that niggling point in the back of my mind that thinks, are we going to get where we need to be with Ollie Watkins up front or Danny Ings up front? Interesting debate. Yeah, I'd love to ask Gerard that right now. Um, yeah, I think Watkins just needs a goal, Dan. I know he's just lacking confidence in front of the six-yard box for me. That header today, McGinn's ball was brilliant. It was on the money. And Watkins put it three, four yards wide with the header. He'll be kicking himself over that one. And again, his confidence was summed up. When Bailey went through, teed him up, and he wanted too long on the ball. So, yeah. not happening Not happening for them. And that, that, that was a telltale sign. He's not happy in front of goal presence. Um you hope he coaches as well. He does, yeah. And there's a lot of talk about him not being a striker, really, and playing the most of his career on the wing. And he, I think he played one one, one um, season as a striker before he joined us. And he's played, obviously, up front for us since then. He doesn't have that kind of clinical edge that strikers just have because they're, they're naturally, you know, natural finishers. And I think Ings does have that, but Ings never really gets the chance to start. I've said, no. and we said in our season preview, so for people who are maybe watching this who haven't watched that, you're going to get more discussion from us, you know, more deeper insight, I guess, from, from that longer video. I would like to see him start more games than Watkins. I think he would score more goals given the opportunities. Um, but it's a squad game and both have to play at certain points anyway. The only only way I can see one of those not starting games is if Villa go massive on a striker, which is, is that going to happen in the next week or so? I, I highly doubt it. There's there's two points to that. Sorry, I'm waffling, by the way. Yeah. Um, needs to spend big, i.e. 40, 50, 60 million, which I don't really see happening. And the player, whoever X player is, why are they going to pick Aston Villa? I don't know, Kamara have, I know Carlos have, but strikers are like gold or something, they go to the big st- the big teams and that, that's pretty much it, the, the big boys. So yeah. saying things like Tammy Abraham, he would have better offers than potentially mid-table Aston Villa. So yeah. I just don't see it not being Ings, Watkins and Archer as a three. No, I mean, there's another month to the window closes, Dan. So I think I think it's something Villa will, will assess. You're an injury away. If Watkins picks up an injury, I think you're short up front straight away. So that you're an injury away from being, being really short up front in an area of the pitch where you don't want to be short. Mm. Um, but I think Villa will analyse as, as the, the game's tick by now. Season starts next week. What we got until the deadline? We've got five games, six games until transfer deadline so I think I think it's an ongoing thing they'll analyse Johan Lange was here today alongside Christian Perzo so they're looking at it all the time as well um, I think they are content with what they've got at the moment 60 million pound pairing um, as we've seen they scored goals but I think Watkins is lacking confidence so I'll take him out the final line for a bit you just yeah, hope these chances in pre-season and just, just just get just get him out of your system now and hopefully just scores an off his shin next week or something get him, get him, get, get him up and running because he's a striker who can score in spurts um We've seen that happen last season. Scored at Brighton, and he kept he, he had a little bit of a scoring run. So hopefully that kicks in. But yeah, he does lack confidence, and it's a, it's a decision the Gerard for Gerard really. It's he'll have a last decision on that. Has he got enough in that number nine area of the pitch? And today, second half, with twenty to go, he played with two, he played with his. Well, I think is his favoured system that four three one two. I think he likes that one um, with the two strikers there, and obviously got Archer on the bench. No sign of Keenan Davies today. Still out injured, presumably. To be presumably, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Only Johan Langer and Gerard don't know it. And I'd love to quiz him now, but no, no press today. So we'll see on that one. It's going to rage on, but uh, yeah, it's 
Don't know. Yeah. It's just it's a tough, it, tough one to ask for there. He's rocking still two next week. Busted the bayard, yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> Exactly that. I was just about to say it is only pre-season and as much as we're a little bit concerned that maybe Watkins has scored one goal against Warsaw and that's it. If he scores two against Bournemouth on the opening day and hits a bit of form from the off, none of this matters, does it? Um, It is a little bit difficult though that you just said there about the 4-3-1-2 being potentially Gerrard's favourite formation. I'm not not keen. I'm not sure that 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 is the one. If we've only got three strikers, playing two up front gives you one on the bench. I'm not sure. I like the 4 through 3 a lot more, but even so, like I said at the start of this, the, the balance in the midfield still is not right. As much as Bubakar Kamara's looked a very good player, it's just still not quite clicking, is it? I don't know why. McGinn's captain now. That's something that's happened um, since we recorded, so you'd assume that pretty much makes him a, a guaranteed starter. So it's Ramsey or Louise at the moment for the other number eight position, which are two good players on paper, but there's still something. I, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. It's just not right. We'd... I don't ever see us looking like that midfield controls a game. When you watch no. any top-level football, the midfield is where the game is won and lost. And I still think we'll come on this podcast loads of times next season. If we don't sign anyone else, I'll just caveat that quickly. And we'll say, didn't look good in midfield today. Midfield looked sloppy, looked lightweight, didn't look like it could, uh, could carry the game. And I feel like we'll be saying that too many times again next season. Yeah, today, Ren, Ren kept going through Villa's, Villa's middle as well whenever they attacked on the counter. I pressed quite well. Yeah, it's a big, big issue of concern for me as well, the balance. Kamara was off the pace a little bit today. don't know if he's had too many minutes in the legs in short, mat, short space of time. I don't travel know. as well? Do travel, you, do you maybe. Yeah, a lot of travel. We got back from Australia Sunday, Sunday. So, going into the week. They've had a couple of double sessions as well. They obviously played Fulham yesterday. Um, maybe, but you'd hope, you, you hope today was a bit more dominant in that midfield there, but it just wasn't. They lacked that little bit today. Kamara looked a bit jaded in there, sluggish to start with, as we've seen. So he wasn't at his swashbuckling best we've seen him previously. McGinn likewise, he, yeah. The balance is all wrong in there, isn't it, at the moment? It's not dominating the football. Jero likes his team to have possession, not having too much possession either. And to build build up from the back and build slowly into attacks, not happening. Um, and yeah, the two goals came today down the side, long ball up front. Watkins headed to Dean, Dean Cross. Bailey scored, and the other goal come from a corner, short corner. Ashley Young Farpo's cross again. Diego Carlos. Maybe we need a big number nine for the crosses, you know. But uh, <laughs> scoring a lot, a lot of goals from crosses and cutbacks as opposed to building through the middle. So, yeah, mm. but, yeah they're the two areas of concern. You'd say midfield and just missing too many chances up front. Yeah, I think the, I think the defence and the goalkeeper picks itself uh, as in Dean, Carlos, Cash, Martinez and one of the other three as the other centre-back. I'd be fine with any of the three, to be honest. Yeah, same. Uh, Kamara again probably picks himself McGinn feels like he probably does as captain that is one position in midfield which I still think as much as Jacob Ramsey came on leaps and bounds last year and I still want him to I still feel like you need something in there I, I don't know who I haven't got a name just something isn't, is, is missing and then the front three again still not massively convinced Ings or Watkins and then Bailey looks at a new player and if he can stay fit that will be really helpful to have a bit of energy and a bit of pace up there Coutinho off the left isn't isn't really floating my boat either, really. I'd like to see Buendia in there in, yeah. in some games, uh, or most games, to be honest, actually, being honest. Um, still a lot of talk in the comments about this 20-goal striker. Just very quickly, because I saw it on social media before we started, only two players in the Premier League scored over 20 goals last year. Do you want to know who they are? Do you want to have a guess? Go on. Uh, Salah and Son. Salah and Son, yeah. Only the two players in the league to get over 20, Ronaldo 18, Kane 17, Mane 16, De Bruyne 15. But this 20-goal striker doesn't exist, and if they do, they don't come to Aston Villa. 
which is the harsh reality of it. Watkins needs to score 10 to 12. Uh, Ings needs to contribute. We said all this on Wednesday. McGinn needs to get six or seven. Ramsey needs to get six or seven. Carlos, like he scored today, centre-backs have to score more next year. We've got to be better from set pieces. And if you can get to 65, 70 goals scored, you've got a decent chance of being up around those European spots. However they come, it doesn't really matter. Martinez could ship him with 10 for me from the penalty spot. It doesn't matter if Watkins isn't scoring and if someone else is to a yep. certain extent. Yep, yep. Big strikers cost money and it's a bit of a big, big issue at the moment. So we'll see with that one. I don't know. I don't know with it. Just looking at Leon Bailey down there. So he's doing doing post-match. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he'll be on your Villa TV shortly, Leon Bailey. What do you make of Carlos? He's the, yep. the guaranteed starter at the centre-backs, I think. And I, I said, in our, again, in our season preview, go and watch that. I'm just repeating myself. He's my pick for fans' favourite slash player of the year. I think he'll be the one where people go, oh, yeah, I, I love him. He's a great player to watch. Goes through people. And if he chips in with four or five goals as well, good player, good signing. He might chip in with a three or four red cards as well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the way he steams in, it could be a, a Premier League referee's dream uh, in that concern. But hopefully, that, hopefully not. Uh, very strong in the tackle, very committed. Good on the ball as well. He, his passing's very good. He, he breaks lines. He's prepared to take a risk in terms of his passing through the middle. Mm-hmm. And with that, you're on Villa on the tack straight away. I think he did a long ball up to Bailey. He was in one-on-one. So very good on the floor, very very assured. And um, very good signing, £26 million. Defenders, they cost a hell of a lot of money. And that, that seems a, a big coup for Villa. He's 29, he's been around the block. And he knows what it takes to, to, to win games. So... As Gerard says, he'll be a man for us. And say out there, he was a brick wall, he was colossus, and that's what you want. Villa have lacked that little bit of nastiness, you know, just to leave one in on players and make, 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 making sure your opposition know you're there. Um, he, did, he did that in, in some style today. So, got a goal as well for his, for his rewards as well. And looks a top, top signing. It could be the sign of the summer in terms of what Villa have done. I know a lot, a lot have been said of Kamara on a free transfer, but looking at it, I think Carlos has slotted in there seamlessly. He's not going to be playing Villa for the last five years. The way he slotted in, he can take defenders a bit of a while to adjust and playing with a new backline and a new keeper. But he slotted in there like a dream. So, Diego Carlos looks a fantastic signing. I think he'll take to the Premier League and the physicality, no problem whatsoever. So, yeah, Premier League strikers, watch out, he's coming for you. I liked, I liked in your player writing something. I think he said his passing was on the money and he bodied every red shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, Did. So, sounds good. That does. That's yeah. a good player. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who plays alongside him? If you're the boss, picking the, the match, uh, the team for the next match against against Bournemouth, who's the other centre back yep. to go alongside him for you? On form in the summer, I've been, I've been at every prep friendly, and what I've seen, Callum Chambers for me. Callum Chambers starts next to him. If I was picking the team, uh, he's, he's been very good defensively and on the ball as well. He's, he's providing chances for those ahead of him as well. So he looks very very confident, Callum Chambers. I thought he was fantastic against Man City in the last day of last season. So. He should keep his shirt. I've got Chambers and Diego Con- uh, Carlos. Um, that's another point I was just going to ask you about, and I've totally forgot. Oh, I'm reading the comments where people are guessing where the goals might come from. Um, uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I was going to say. I've totally forgot. Where's my notes? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think we might have finished. Uh, Coutinho, Brendia, of course. Sorry. Um, if they're only playing one of those again. If we're assuming it's going to be Watkins just because he starts more games than he's so far across pre-season. To be fair, Coutinho has done the same, but we assume Brendia played in, in the game yesterday against Fulham. If you go and pick one of those, who are you going for? 
uh, away from home, you know, I'll probably could bring Dia away from home. Uh, Bournemouth, mm. I'll be bouncing there next week. Newly promoted. We've seen last season at Watford, new sides coming up the bay for blood, don't they? And, yeah. and uh, if you can see one early doors, it could be two, three, like, as Villa found out last season. So I think Brendia has got a bit of dog in him. I think I'd have him away, away from home next week. I think he'd be champion at the bit. Um, yeah, I'll probably just Brendia edges Coutinho for me. From what I've seen, I think he's he's looked hungry to hungry to impress. He's got around the pitch. He's prepared to, to stick one in on a player as well. So Brendia just edges. I don't know what people say in the comments, but yeah. Wendy, just about. There's a coin, yeah, decent. Yeah, on ability and effectiveness. Little, little Phil, <laughs> little Phil on blind faith only, which feels like a very Patrick Rowe thing to say. <laughs> just picks me on blind faith. I mean, Coutinho will come good again at some point, just because he's, he's yeah. too talented not to. He's, he's, good, he's still a good age. Uh, he feels like he's really fitted in now. He's, he's loan sign his permanent. There's a bit, bit of security there around his contracts and stuff. So he will yep. come good, but Wendy is too good to just be coming on for 15 minutes. He's, he will start plenty of games as well. I'd be I'd be inclined to potentially start him next week as well, depending on how that, that Fulham game did actually get on last week. Yep. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about that's just come back to me was Bertrand Traore. I think you, yep. you talked about him earlier. Was the word banished you used? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, has been. I've been told by someone who knows him well. He's not required now. I've been told to train with the reserve team. Um, yeah, he didn't play yesterday either against Fulham. And yeah, being surplus to requirements, as, as as I understand it. So, a bit of a shame for Bertram, but yeah, he'll probably find a new club now. We'll see what happens with him. But as things stand, he's not needed amongst the first team group and wasn't involved today, obviously. Yeah training with the, the reserves or the under-23s, as they call it now. So, yeah, not involved again and out of favour at the moment. And, yeah, out of favour. Mm, I think sure Liam, Bailey's, Liam Bailey's gone ahead of him, so... Yeah, I'm not sure that's much of a loss, to be honest. Um, and the other one, Sanson, who has been getting some minutes in pre-season, to be fair. I did think he'd be... I don't want to call it a bomb squad, but I can't think of another word. A bomb squad of him, Gilbert, Traore, Elgarzi, people like I thought Sanson would be firmly in there and not really be involved. He's had a fair, fair shout of minutes across the entire preseason, really. And, and when he has yep. come, down, come on, I thought he looks right. Yeah, he's done all right. I think he's on the periphery at the moment in terms of being involved next season or not. So we'll see with that one. Um, Gerard's still assessing him. He's got another month to do that before the window closes. He's done okay in these little cameos he's, he's played. But um, I think he's below a couple in the pecking order at the moment. Douglas Louise, Jake Ramsey. I think he's probably third choice at the moment beyond them pair. As, as in, in that number eight position. So, yeah, I think it's, what you call it, with, with Sansan probably just on the periphery at the moment. We're unsure with that one. He needs to kick on over the next few weeks, come on and affect the game and make an impact. And then I think you'll see him stay around. So, yeah, watch your space with him. We don't know, quite know yet what, what his situation is. But as things stand, he's amongst the first team, getting minutes and looking to impress and stake his claim for next season, yeah. Uh, finally, just talk to us very briefly. I mean, it's not as in-depth as the Australia tour, of course, but your kind of 24 hours or so in France, what's it been like? What's the atmosphere been like? Um, just share your, your tales with us. Yeah, um, Rennie's absolutely mobbed with Villa fans. So there's, um, so I got in, I left Birmingham yesterday, went to Paris, stopped over in Paris last night and then um, got the train to Rennes this morning, two and a half hour train. Got to Rennes about lunchtime, noon. And then, um, yeah, the squares, it's, just looks like France in typical European city. It's, <laughs> you know, the cafe, the bars outside, the yeah. umbrellas, the, co- the cobbled streets, yeah, the dodgy the point glasses. The baguettes, the garlic, the wine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's buzzing. The atmosphere is great. It's the first time Villa have been into Europe since Leipzig in 2019. 
and there's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a, bit of a Europa League feel today because the Ren fans um, packed the, pack the uh, stands out behind the goal. There's bouncing, singing, at the drummers, and it's got me a taste of wanting to come come here on Thursday nights and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And away games and like, real intense atmospheres and Villa holding their own, the little Villa Villa away section in the corner in Europe, and yeah, hopefully it's not too and a far. A win as well. A win. Why not? <laughs> a win in Europe. A win. A win in Europe. We beat, we beat, we beat, we beat Leipzig last time as well. So, come on. But uh, hopefully it's not, not too far away now, these, these European trips. Hopefully they're more often. And speaking to Villa fans today, down at O'Connell's, the Irish bar, and over in Drinker's Alley, it's called. Um, I just want to come to Europe, Europe more often and make it a regular thing with the Europa League. Or I'll take the Conference League as well. I'll take that. Yeah, seen last season. We, Roma won that last season. Roma, massive club. So um, this, is, this is where this is the stage we really want to come to. Away grounds in Europe, hold their own in some intimid- intimidating atmospheres and play against the, the, the very best. So, yeah, it's left me a taste of wanting more, you know what I mean, coming to France and you mocking up some more uh, memes of me in bloody, I don't know, <laughs> sausages and I don't know, all sorts. So, but yeah, good, good day for the Villa fans that they'll be lapping it up now. It's 10 to, 10 to 5 to 9 now, so it's, we're an hour ahead. So Villa fans will be well on their way and... They've met their way back to Birmingham tomorrow, majority. And great weekend had by, had by all, had the weather. They just flowing, no trouble, no real trouble. And yeah, happy days, got the win. Uh, coming from behind win and new signings looking good, Diego Carlos. And happy days and Premier League season starts next week. So on to Bournemouth then. Yeah, good. Um, the last question, I'm going to do another preview uh, with, with Pat at some point. See, obviously he's not been on for a few weeks. So I kind of want to get his take on, on how Villa have looked over pre-season. Are we ready? A Villa ready for Bournemouth? Ooh. Do you think? Oh, ready for Bournemouth? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. Fans just beating Bournemouth. Hopefully, it all comes together. Love Watkins to score, Dan. I think that, that could be the. We need a Watkins goal, don't we? We all need a Watkins goal just to give us a bit of hope. It's an Ollie Watkins goal, trust me. <laughs> it does, it does, it does. So uh, yeah, hopefully that comes through. Otherwise, we're gonna have this twenty season to go striker chat every week. So. Well, so hopefully Pat comes up with a scouting report and a new number nine maybe but um, yeah I'm confident for next week and after that it's uh, Everton at home full house full house at Villa Park and your fancies there as well Saturday lunchtime so the, yeah, the yeah, first three games Bournemouth, Everton, Palace bring them on man nine points why not Love it. Thank you very much, Ash, for your time, as always. Um, get yourself a beer or don't go do some work, whatever you can get away with. And uh, Thanks to everyone who tuned in to our live stream this afternoon, or this evening, I should say. Uh, loads of comments, loads of questions. So thank you to everyone for getting involved. And I've, you know, even though I didn't flash anyone's comments up, I was kind of getting people's uh, comments into you via my own brain instead, just nick them as my own questions. Um, yeah, thank you very much for watching. We'll do another kind of preview with Pat, Monday or Tuesday probably. And then Ash, once you have press conference Thursday or Friday, I'm guessing ahead of Friday. It's look Friday morning. It's looking like so first press conference of the season. Yeah, looking forward to that one. We'll uh, press yeah, Gerard then. You and me will have a catch up Friday lunchtime or Friday afternoon then about um, about what's come out from pre-season uh, press conference. Sorry. But yeah, thanks everyone for watching. We've done a big pre-season preview, like I said. Uh, that's on the YouTube channel. It's over an hour long. So if you want more in-depth uh, chat from us, uh, Matt Kendrick and John Townley, you can go and find that. As I said, thank you very much for watching. We'll see you again in a couple of days. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.